0: This is The Blueprint, brought to you by Executive Platforms.
1: Well, hello again, everyone. You're listening to another episode of Executive Platform's Blueprint podcast series. My name is Jeff Mix. I'm head of content and research, and my guest today is John Coppola. He's a director with BrainCube. Uh, We're going to be talking about upskilling in the manufacturing workforce, some of the things that can do for talent retention and meeting the needs of the digital revolution. You know, it's a really timely topic, and I'm looking forward to this conversation. John, thanks so much for joining me today. Jeff, thanks for having me. I appreciate it very quickly at the top. I want to clear up two things that sort of frame the whole conversation. Um, the first one, give us an example of what you're talking about when you're talking about upskilling.
0: Sure, I, and I can make this as, as simple as possible. The new generations that are actually coming in to the workforce are only digital. They live on their, on their mobile phones, they live on their laptops, their iPads. Think, it, think about it when you were younger, if you had to order a pizza one evening. When I was 13 or 14 years old, I I would order a pizza. And there's a lot of manuality with the approach back then. I would have to look up the phone number of the individual uh, of the pizza company. I would then have to make the phone call, talk to someone about exactly what I wanted, the toppings I wanted. Thereafter I'd wait for the pizza to come and then I'd have to interact with the delivery person. And all of that right there, it sounds so simple, but there's a lot of manual process. When you look at the generations that are coming into the workforce today, specifically in manufacturing, it's actually irrelevant what market they go into. They expect to be using digital tools. When those kids are ordering pizza today, they're doing it with two touches of a button, it's at their door, and they never have to engage with anyone. And in terms of talent retention, how does that fit into this conversation? It's, it's a really important topic to discuss, and I think that the biggest thing when we look at the new j- waves of, uh, of people that are coming in to the workforce, specifically manufacturing, they expect to be using digital tools on a daily basis because they've been doing that since they were five or six years old. So if you walk them, if they come into an organization where there's manual processes in place, Uh, mundane items that they need to accomplish every single day that could have all been digitized and made them work more efficiently to help them be more creative in their role overall. That is how you're going to help as a piece retain your folks long-term.
1: I've had a lot of conversations with people about sort of the trend of the great resignation, which isn't fair, really. It's not that they're quitting, they're starting other jobs. I think upskilling and, and that idea of knowledge retention can be a powerful tool to hold on to the people that you've got and make them more useful.
0: Would you say I'm on the right track there? or? I would say 100%. I think that it's going to be a challenge for manufacturers to... Uh, 100% upskill all of their manufacturing folk because they have done things a certain way in their facilities for the long term. But when you think about uh, key players outside of the plant that you're trying to keep for the long term, such as subject matter experts, uh, engineers, directors, they are looking for digital tools to help automate tasks on the day-to-day basis of what they do. And I think that this is... Uh, An organization that is looking to invest in these kinds of solutions needs to be thinking about the individual and how it helps them on a day-to-day basis to more efficiently do what they need to do.
1: You you and I were having a conversation before we started recording here, and uh, you used the term consumer in a way that I just want to clarify before we get too far into this conversation. Who is the consumer when we talk about uh, these upskilling tools?
0: It's a great question and um, it it varies based on the type of industrial that you are. But uh, in a relative state, the individuals that we are seeing as the consumers of data today are anyone from operators on the physical assets themselves, the superintendents, the operations managers, the plant managers, the subject matter experts, the engineering group, the corporate directors, the data scientists. So the profiles really are endless. In that perspective but today those are the core seven or eight that we see so
1: let's get into some specifics i think i understand the broad strokes of this but you know as a conversation about digital tools that make upskilling real what is involved let's say that i am a person who's been at the uh, the facility five six years and my boss comes to me and says hey you know so and so is retiring in a few years we want to have you work with him and uh, and a bunch of technology that is going to help you do his job in a few years time is that how the conversation goes, or what is involved?
0: It's it's not it's not just the impending retirements that are that are a, a problem. When you, you have to think more higher level, the strategic business objectives that are coming down from the board. We want to reduce our carbon footprint by two percent globally. We're focused on these sustainability efforts. We need to increase production because we have market share opportunity that's happening in the next three years. And doing it the same old way that we used to do it inside of the facilities based on a lot of human opinion and the knowledge that they have isn't going far enough anymore. So the digital tools are being put into place, not only automate things by profile, but open opportunities to achieve said business objectives based on what the board has mandated. This is where we're going as an organization. And to get there, we need these types of solutions to achieve those results.
1: You know, as we've been talking, it occurs to me, We have a lot of conversations on this podcast about uh, digital transformation. This has to tie in there. Um, Could you expand on that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So there there are some critical elements that are needed to get to a point where you've identified what and who do we need to upskill for the future to achieve business results for the organization. It starts with understanding what is the current state of our information architecture? How does the data move throughout the organization currently? And as we begin down a digital path, how do you then transform certain areas of that current information architecture to open opportunities to consume data more efficiently? The other side is the consumption factor by profile, human or thing. What is the What are the objectives of the organization? And based on those, how do we push data throughout different profiles in the organization so they can efficiently consume the data to problem solve more efficiently, to reduce costs, uh, help their sustainability footprint, things like that and when you've identified here's how we're going to move the data here's where how we are going to consume the data you can begin looking at those consumers those profiles of people and what needs to be upskilled in their current roles
1: i feel like i have a good sense of the broad strokes of this as a trend that you know industry is embracing i would love an example and i don't need you to name names of a company but could you walk me through one hypothetical usage of like? A company is faced with challenge X and realizes, ah, we have an existing workforce that can do this, but we need to do Y. What is that journey?
0: I'll take it, uh, I'll, let's go back to 2018 for a moment. We have a customer in the, the building material world that had invested significantly in one of the larger players in the space of, of machine learning, and um, they lost miserably. And, and And it's unfortunate because what they did was they looked at the consumer first, They fir- they didn't Uh, They didn't do a great job of aligning this result that they wanted to the actual business objective of the organization because the business objectives should not have been about we need to consume the data more efficiently to save 4 million bucks right now. What happened was, what they learned through this investment was that we don't have the current information architecture in place to even sustain the proper digital efforts to increase our productivity. 2% 2% year over year as we consider data a pillar for the future, and we expect the data consumers to help us achieve that result.
1: Now you mentioned BrainCube, they've been at this a while. What are some of the things that they're doing to move the needle on this issue? What separates them from some other upskilling options that are out there for manufacturers?
0: BrainCube as an organization has been in existence for almost 15 years now, developing applications solely for industry. It is the only realm that we've played in since that time, and we expect that's where we're going to totally stay. With that, we consider ourselves to actually be the first to put data inside of the cloud. And what we do at BrainCube is a number of different things. We could really talk about it all day long. Uh, But there are two things that we do very well. We offer a platform to help organizations move data effectively and transform said data effectively throughout their manufacturing network. And on the other side, we provide a suite of applications for them to consume the data more efficiently to serve broader business objectives of the company. Walk me through what getting started looks like. I'm a manufacturing
1: executive. Uh, Of course, I've got some goals for my company, and I have some talented people working
0: for me who may not have exactly the right skills how do I get them what they need to succeed? The biggest thing that we try to understand day one when we're, we're dealing with, with a prospective customer is what are the business objectives that they are trying to achieve? Is the organization that they have from a human standpoint, do they have a maturity level that we feel is compatible with the solutions that we provide? Because that is really the only way today that we'll be successful is if there is an investment from the company in the people to, find and utilize digital solutions. So that's where we start and we try to make a marriage with, uh, from there. And then we go into something that we would call use case ideation, where the prospective customer is working with our subject matter experts to define really the scope of the project and what it could look like based on the needs that we've heard early in earlier conversations. Thereafter, when we've concluded that, okay, there, there can be some alignment here and our organizations can work together, we then go through a process from kickoff all the way to return on investment payback for the customer over a number of months dependent upon what kind of solutions where to provide. But we ensure that they get everything that they need from a information architecture standpoint to move the data, to transform the data, and then where does it need to be fed efficiently as we've talked prior to that customer starting with us.
1: You know, as I'm hearing this, you know, obviously there's a great opportunity here, but I, I start thinking, well, how long does it take? What's involved uh, on my end in terms of uh, time, resources, manpower, uh, how hands-on do I have to be while this is happening? Um, what would you say to people with those kinds of questions?
0: Our overall approach is to make an integration of our solutions as seamless as possible. It requires efforts from both parties, but we try to make that as minimal as possible where we're doing brunt uh, the brunt of the work to install the certain solutions that the customer has identified. This is what we need for the future to achieve our objectives. Now the piloting phase or the POCs of BrainCube are really determined by what kind of digital solutions we're going to be installing for the customer. So something that's a little bit more advanced to get to the ROI would typically take the five to six month marker. But when you're talking about something very small, such as general connectivity, Consumption of the data via visualization on edge. This is done in a matter of days So based on the use case we try to get to the RRI as quickly as possible, but it ranges based on how advanced said use case is.
1: I think that's perfectly reasonable Of course the the answer is going to vary based on what you're doing But I think it's uh, important to note you start off by saying well What are we trying to achieve and then you work there as quickly as possible that that makes perfect sense? We've covered a lot of ground here. I would love if you could give us just two or three takeaways that you want people to think about further.
0: I think that it's a great question and specific to manufacturing and the folks that are gonna be watching this overall. I think the biggest takeaway is from the top down of the organization, from the CEO's office all the way down to the operators that are producing the products for you to go to market with, you need to, everyone needs to understand the why. Why are we in this? Why do we need to adjust? Why are we adjusting? And what does it mean for the business over the next decade? If you don't have that trickle-down effect happening within your organization, you're going to run into roadblocks as you're trying to digitize everything within your manufacturing network.
1: I think there's a lot here to explore. What is the best way for people to learn more?
0: Sure, we're relevant on many social media platforms. My suggestion, though, is that folks go to braincube.com where they can learn about the solutions that we're providing to the market today, some great use cases with some global customers, and in addition, opportunities to talk to some subject matter experts.
1: Uh, And I have been to Braincube's website, I I think it's a a terrific resource, and I encourage anyone who's gotten all the way through this episode, you know, you want to learn more about upskilling, this is definitely the, the tool that you should start with. John, this has been terrific, thank you so much for your time today.
0: Jeff, thanks for having me, it's been great.
1: You've been listening to another episode of Executive Platform's Blueprint podcast series. Uh, I've been Jeff Mix. Let's do it again soon.